Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... My name's Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome one and all. Um... How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Not bad. It's uh, what day are we on? We're on a Tuesday. Can't remember the last time we recorded on a Tuesday. So today, um, I've got a bit of a different episode. You may remember, listener, um, a few weeks ago that we said we would be. Well, we've mentioned this episode so many times now. Um, we said we were going to do a special episode, which was one where we categorise each of the games from the top 100 list. And we select a winner from each category um, based on genres. So I've put together the games into sort of loose genres. Some of them are a bit trickier than others because they kind of don't fit neatly into one genre. Um, So you may disagree uh, with some of the genres or feel that a game belongs elsewhere, which is fair enough. Um, I also must admit that I placed couple of games that were a bit in between in certain genres just to spice it up a bit and create more interesting brackets for us. Um, so how are you feeling leading into this special episode? To, to be honest with you, like I think uh, you mentioned us doing this about two weeks ago and I've not thought about it at all. So I'm, I'm going in pretty blind. You've not shared with me any lists or anything. No. Nope. Um, so I, you don't get those. I've, I've got... Um, yeah, I've, I've got no idea what memory. to expect. You've got to remember all the games. and Off the top of my head, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. <laughs> that's fair. And all obviously right. the winner of each category will be Tetris. <laughs> so I will first read out the genres that I have gone for. Mm-hmm. I thought in my head, first of all, that this would be like um, six or seven, seven genres, but it just doesn't work like that. And... Um, here are the genres I have. Just before selected. you jump into that, I feel that I should also preface this by saying we haven't run out of ideas for the podcast because obviously we had our ranking episode a few weeks ago. Um, the reason that we've put this episode here is because, as we noted previously, towards the end of the top 100 list, we came up against quite a lot of long games because we didn't forward plan well enough. So at the moment we're playing, I think we've got about four back-to-back big games so in order to give you an episode, we thought we'd bring this one forward whilst we play some of the bigger games in the background. So it's not that we've run out of ideas. We've got a load, a load, a load of games left to do. Um, it's just yeah. for continuity's we, sake. We have um, we have mentioned this episode quite a few times yeah. as well. So um, we're now delivering on that promise. But yes, so onwards Christian genres, Soldier. So the genres that we've gone for are um, first, well not first because I'm probably going to do them in a bit of a random order. Seventh. Um, Action adventure is uh, there. Mm-hmm. Then we've got adventure, pure adventure. Then we've got action. Excellent. <laughs> Original. Um, then we've got platform. Then we've got first person shooter. We have third person shooter. We have fighting game, stealth game, survival horror. Um, Western role playing game. Japanese role-playing game. Now, I could have split the role-playing games a bunch of ways, 
I could have done action RPGs, strategy mm. RPGs, but yeah, that that one felt the most right because you do get a bit of a gulf between um, JRPGs and Western and yeah. Western RPGs, and, and you can usually tell um, the difference between them. And there are some RPGs that are RPGs, but they don't sit nicely in either category. So yeah, I thought, um, like for example, Baldur's Gate, which is a CRPG, not a str- not a, an SRPG or an ARPG. Um, so next we've got um, puzzle, strategy, racing, sports, extreme sports, and sandbox. Now I think you'll agree that's quite um, quite, a, quite few. a few more genres than maybe we thought beforehand. Yes, more than the average bear. We're going to kick off with um, we're going to kick off with. An easy one, with only two games in there. Um, so we're going to kick off with our survival horror um, genre. Do you know what two games are going to be in there? Will it be Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Code Veronica? Correct, yeah. So there are there are games within the Damn, I've got a big brain. horror genre. Yes. So, um, alright, so which is the winner of the survival horror genre? Resident Evil 4, because Resident Evil Code Veronica is one of the worst games I've ever played, and I never want to play it ever again, ever, is my vote. Uh, what's about you? What's the runner-up? Uh, the runner-up, uh, um, I would say, we'll put Resident Evil 4 in first place, and we'll also put Resident Evil 4 in the runner-up position, uh, because I don't think Code Veronica deserves to be um, deserves to be acknowledged, personally. Um, and okay. that is where I stand. Where do you stand? I imagine quite well, similarly. Resident Evil Four is the winner, um, hands down. There's, to me, there's not really any competition here. No, there isn't. I'm going to throw a bit of a spanner in the works, though. Mm. What if we were to include um, a game that we did last Halloween, uh, Silent Hill Two? Um, I'd say Resident Evil Four would still win. I like I like Silent Hill Two, and I like the vibe of it. But I remember saying, I mean, to be fair. The controls in Resident Evil 4 aren't, aren't ideal. Um, but they're better than... Yeah, yeah. Like Resident Evil 2, I think I'll be interested to play the remake that they're doing. Um, yeah. But yes, I would say that if you put Silent Hill 2 in there, it would still be the case that Resident Evil 4 would win. Even though I was very meh about Resi 4, I'd say that one would win the category. You did uh, make it all the way through Resi 4 though, which was good i did i tried um, my hardest i would say if silent hill 2 was there i agree it would take the runners up position mm. um or the runner up position so okay on to the next one nice quick one there um next we're gonna go for my award for the most boring genre uh, <laughs> uh the sports genre oh. so within the sports genre we have five games we have NCAA Football 2004, mm-hmm. Madden NFL 2004, Madden NFL 2002, Madden NFL 2003, and NFL 2K1. So all American football. Yeah, and um, preface it with you and me didn't play all of them. Like you played some and I played some. Um, yes, correct. And I, I, I know that you said NCAA was pretty pretty good, um, but I'd probably... Oh, no, it's NFL 2K1 that I really liked. Got you. NCAA was Madden with college football. Stuff. Yes, that was it. Um, I'd say uh, Madden NFL 04 
just because it was the most modern one, so therefore was the, the tightest, uh, the most up-to-date rosters for that time and brought the most to the table, I guess. Um, I don't know what you'd say, because obviously you, you played a, a couple of different ones, like didn't you, like um, 2K1 and yeah. stuff? So I prefer, uh, I think NFL 2K1 would win it for me with uh, Madden NFL 2004 as the runner-up. Um, 2K1 just felt quite refreshing, um, mm. arcadey and sweet. Um, whereas the Madden games and all the other games on there, 2002, 2003, 2004 and NCAA, felt the same game to me, just with slightly different rosters. So I'm picking the outlier, the game that... Um, did something a bit different, I suppose. Yeah, fair so, enough. Yeah, that's quite an easy one. Okay. Um, next, where shall we go? Have, have any uh, choices for where to go next? Um, say Western RPGs. I'm interested to see what's in there. I'm, I, okay. I'm thinking that um, the Star Wars game will be in there. Uh, I can't That'd think what other ones one. will be in there. Maybe Witcher 3. So, this list comprises um, Mass Effect 2, yeah, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Complete Edition, Diablo, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Divinity Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition, Borders Gate 2, Shadows of Um, and Undertale. Oh. Did oh. Undertale just um, make it more difficult for you? Yeah, I had it down to either um, Jedi, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Skyrim, and then you said Undertale, and Undertale makes it complicated, because I really liked Undertale. Uh, I really like Undertale, and I'd put that... I'd love to say that would be first, but for me, I'd say that it's Skyrim. Just off okay. the amount that I've played Skyrim... Um, the the fact that I don't really tend to get bored with Skyrim, and it's just a game that's been so prevalent in you know my 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 twenties, um, and I I do have a lot of time for for Skyrim, but that that is a very hard choice between that and Undertale. But yes, yeah, Skyrim wins that for me. What about you? Because I think your answer is going to be completely different. Yeah, I think it's worth saying here as well that with with these uh, answers. Probably we're not being as um, critical as we we were in the actual episodes, and also in the in the grading episode. What I mean by that is, whereas we were trying to place ourselves um, in the position of or various positions when we were um, grading the games and when we were talking, we were, t- we were trying to consider the public. And yeah. whereas this is really just a favourites list, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, our, our opinions. Yeah. So uh, for me. It's down to two. Um, I think you're going to say Witcher 3. Yeah, that is one. And Mass Effect 2. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. correct. Yeah, so it's down to those two. You, w- you um, wouldn't think that I'd known you for 12 years, would you? <laughs> I think I'm going to go for um, Witcher 3. Yeah. I love Mass Effect 2. Um, I do really, really, really love it. And it's a, it's a good runner-up for me. But I just love the world of The Witcher. So, yeah. That one wins it for me. That one's got my heart. Um, okay, I'm going to pick the next one. I'm trying to save some of the bigger ones for la- for later. As yeah, well, sure. There are some big ones. Um, we're going to go for third person shooter. 
Okay. So. I can't think of games in that genre unless the Grand yeah, Theft Auto I, games um, are maybe in them, but I imagine you'll put them maybe in action or something. So this genre, there are some games that do fit in well. One game that does fit in there quite naturally, but the other three games that I put in there, they could easily fit in action-adventure, mm-hmm. but that genre is already quite bloated, and these other three games are also third-person shooters, so I thought I'd put them here. So the options are um, The Last of Us, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, Gears of War, or The Last of Us Part 2. Could be interesting, this one. Yeah, I mean, I thought Uncharted 2 was okay, and I didn't really think much of Gears of War, so it comes down to The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. And if anyone's been listening for, you know, as long back as we've been recording, really, because The Last of Us was one of the the earlier games that we did, and then we did Last of Us Part 2 probably about a week or so after it came out. And in our Last of Us Part 1 episode, I, I mentioned that I didn't really understand the requirement for Last of Us Part 2. And I hadn't really processed The Last of Us Part 2 when we discussed that game. I'm still processing it. Yeah, yeah, still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Because we, we recorded that the day after I'd completed Very it. fresh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I went back to watch some of the clips from the Endgame uh, about four, maybe seven or eight months ago. And, um, spoilers, but the last, the, one of the last cutscenes where where Ellie is remembering Joel and the last conversation that they had still makes yeah. me choke up a little bit. Um, where Joel's saying, you know, if uh, if God gave me the opportunity to do everything the same, I would do it all exactly the same again. And whenever I watch that, I'm just like, oh, like it's, it hurts watching those clips. And to be honest, playing The Last of Us Part 2 is, and I think I said it at the time and I've said it since, is one of the most emotionally harrowing experiences yeah. I've ever been through. Um, which, you know, shows my privilege because if I'm talking about one of the most emotionally harrowing experiences of my life is playing a video game, then, you know, lucky me. But Schindler's List of video games. Yeah, it is. Without Liam Neeson, sadly. Um, yeah. But I would say probably The Last of Us. I really, really, really enjoyed The Last of Us Part 2. But I haven't been back to play that game since because I just know that it's going to take it out of me. Whereas The Last of Us Part 1, I've completed it probably about four or five times. Um, and it is a very good game that very much lived up to the expectations and took me a surprise at the time. Because I think I mentioned in the episode that one of our friends at uni told me about it in 2013, a guy called Marcus. Um, and I hadn't heard anything about it. And then I played it and I was like, oh, okay, this game is fantastic. So for me, it would be The Last of Us Part 1. Where do you think I'm going to go for this one? Uncharted 2. No. Okay. No. I don't think you're going to say Gears of War. <clears throat> I like Gears of War a lot, but um, it, it's not quite on the level of the other three games. Well, maybe to... Last of Us, I, don't, I still... Um, although it did grow on me, I prefer... To me, it's between Uncharted 2 and The Last of Us Part 2, so Uncharted 2 gets the runner-up. Mm. Um if it was 10 years ago, I might have said Uncharted yeah. 2. But the fact is, um, later Uncharted games Do it did better. Uncharted better. Yeah. Um, so as, as much as I love Uncharted 2, and I, I've, I've played that game a lot of times, um, Last of Us Part 2 was a surprise. And 
I, I think you're right. You said about it being harrowing. Sometimes a game... I, th I know we've had this conversation about what's the point of games. and um, Sometimes a game is not about having fun. It wasn't a fun game. No. But it did something. And I still remember that game very, very clearly. Um, some games you just forget uh, pretty quickly after playing them. But that period playing that game is very vivid for me. Um, and I, so you mentioned the, the end conversation. And I immediately recalled that conversation. And I remember the episode we did on this game. Um, maybe a bit silly at times, but I'm quite happy with the way that we discussed this game and um, the way that we delved into some of the themes behind this game. Yeah. I feel like some of the stuff we said wasn't some of the stuff that was going around in um, all the videos that were going around at the time. I think we, we managed to um, say some fresh things about this game. Yeah. So yeah, One of my favourite videos on Last of Us Part 2 is still uh, the review that was done by um, the YouTube channel Girlfriend Reviews. Um, yeah. Because she, she touches on quite a few things about having lost her dad in quite like a, a traumatic way at an age where it really affected her. And the comparisons that she pulled with this game and, you know, wanting answers. And I think that video really sums up how I feel about this game. And I've not been through anything like that, luckily, knock on wood. But, you know, um, that that game, you know, even though I've chosen The Last of Us Part 1, that game still, I think about that game a lot. And, I, and I, I've said to you a few times, I will go back and play that game. I just don't know when I've got it in me to do so, you know. I'm I'm quite I'm starting to come around to playing that again now. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the the thought of playing that again is is I don't know if it's exciting, but yeah, I'm starting to want to again. So that was the third person shooter genre. Next is you you pick something a bit smaller. I know you don't know what's in each genre, but uh, just... puzzle. Yeah, let's do puzzle. Puzzles. Quite a good, um, quite a good selection, I think. So this could be interesting. So um, I think you've probably got Tetris in here, Pac-Man. Yep. Um, Braid. Yep. Uh, Portal. Yep. I can't think of any others. Hit me. Portal Two. Yep. Um, World of Goo. Right. Do you remember that game that we played such a long time ago? Yeah, very vaguely. You made it on your phone, didn't you? Yeah, that was an early one. I hated yeah. that game. It was crap. Um, is that all of them? That's it. Portal Two, uh, followed Runner Up, Portal One. Um, I've, I said in the Portal Two episode, and I said it in a few episodes before we touched that game that Portal Two is in my top five video games of all time. Um, I think it's uh, the 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 YouTube channel Nerd Cubed described Portal or Portal 2, I can't remember which one it was, as the perfect game. And I don't think I'd, ever, I'd go that far, but it is damn near close to being perfect, in my opinion. It's fantastic. The humour is very British and very on the nose, and uh, it, it just works, and it's, yeah, fantastic. So Portal 2, runner-up Portal. What do you think? Okay. Um, I also go for Portal 2. Yeah. But my runner-up is different purely for variety's sake. We've got one definitive Portal game, which is Portal 2. Um, and I would go for Braid as my runner-up. I was really... Yeah, you think, liked Braid, didn't you? Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by Braid. And, and the conundrums in that game 
Um, I didn't look at any guides for that, so the conundrums in that game were really... I don't think I did anyway. Um, some of them really stumped me, so I was I was playing around for ages, and then you've got the reveal at the end, and it's just a nice little game, isn't it? Um, yeah, I enjoyed Braid. It was a, a pleasant surprise. Just wanted to play it on Switch. I remember we played it on yeah, um, Xbox. Anyway. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah, not, not really much more to say. Um, Portal 2. I don't think it's perfect just because it still runs on that old Half-Life 2 engine and therefore some of the movement and that is is not as smooth as it could be. But yeah, in terms of the puzzles, it's um, delightful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. And, uh, the, the presentation, the areas you go to in this game, as you say, the voice acting, the comedy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very nice little game. Mm. Um, okay, next we're going to go for... Hmm. We're going to go for a genre... Actually, no, we're going to go for the adventure genre. What do you think it's going to be? There are three games in this genre. I, this one's a bit trickier. Yeah, I honestly don't know, because you could say that the Zelda games are in this um, thing, but if there no. are only three, then no. Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, I was trying to wrap my brain about that when you mentioned it earlier at the start. So no, I, I don't know. What what have we got? Three games. Well, there's only, <laughs> there's only one pure adventure game in there. Brilliant. Okay. It's enough to warrant the genre because it is the purest of pure adventure game. Okay. A game that we played very early. Grim Fandango. Yeah. Okay. So so see that that that's one that I'd struggle to put into a category, um, but I, I I can see why it is an adventure game. It's so point and click. Yeah, um, point and click adventure. adventure. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Grim Fandango. Um, so that's that's one. Um, the second one doesn't fit neatly in any genre, and actually, it's a game that we played as part of the later selection, which I've included, um, just because I couldn't be bothered to take it out. Really, Disco Elysium. Um, so, yeah, I put Disco Elysium in there mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit nicely unless I put narrative, yeah, yeah. adventure or something. <laughs> um, and the last one is not it's not an adventure game, but brilliant. I c- <laughs> I had nowhere to put it, so I put it in there, which is another game that we played very recently, which really should go in Walking Simulator. Um, what do you think that is? Uh, I can't remember. I don't help. Stanley Parable. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, well, I've, ju- I've just looked. Grim Fandango. We said that was an early game. That's the second game that we ever we ever did, and that came out on the twenty third of February. 2020 so that was before even lockdown um before you were born wasn't it that was before i was born i I remember that very vividly i remember playing through that game because my auntie was quite unwell at the time and i remember um ferrying my nan to and fro to go and see her so i I, I vividly remember playing grim fandango and i I quite enjoyed it i mean it was very obtuse sometimes and not very obvious and so obtuse we we did have to use a a guide a few times well a lot i did yeah um, but at the same time, I really like the the, the world and the Style. vibe that that game yeah. builds. Um, you know, it isn't something that we've really seen since. Um, Stanley Parable as well. I know what you're picking though. Yeah, hundred percent. Stanley Parable, I I really enjoyed. I thought it was good. I think I enjoyed Stanley Parable a lot more than you did. Um, yeah. Not that you didn't enjoy it. I know that you you picked up a bit of you know fun from it, but 
I, I put quite a bit of time into that game and thought it was, thought it was great. Um, but yeah, D- Disco Elysium wins. Um, I was excited that we, we were going to get to cover Disco Elysium um, because I'd played it before uh, we covered it. And I, I remember saying to you that you need to play it. Um, but I think that the atmosphere that that game pushes up, the the world building, the characterization, the writing is all just superb. Um, and I'd probably put Disco Elysium up in my top 10 games of all time, I think. Um, so yeah, Disco Elysium wins that and the runner will probably be the Stanley Parable. Interested yeah, to see where you're going to go with this. As well. Are you saying? Um, yeah, but I'm putting Grim Fandango in second place. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I think you're right. When we, when we play Grim Fandango... Um, I think it was probably too early on and I think we would have given it a bit more leeway um, if we'd have played it a bit later. Maybe. Because we kind of got in, into a bit of a groove with um, the games and also we kind of got to know the quality of some of the games and that game is unique. That game does a lot right. Visuals, um, soundtrack, voice work, um, just the stylings and the atmosphere and the story but the voice acting in that game's superb. Yeah, it's just that some of the 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 puzzles are ridiculous. Yeah, um, ludicrous. But some are all right. Well, <laughs> when when we uploaded that, that was that was a completely different life when we were uploading um, the episodes onto onto your YouTube channel. But also yeah. uh, at the start of each episode back then, I'd edit them in a way that there'd always be a bit of dialogue from the game or the. You know the, the the thing that it was related to at the start, and if you just want to get a feel for just like how good the voice acting is in Grim Fandango, just go back and listen. It's the second episode on our um, entire list, but just go back and listen to the first thirty seconds of that episode from the beginning because um, I think I put a piece of dialogue in there from when Manny meets um, I can't remember the woman um, about Ladyface. Yeah, Ladyface, Mrs. Blobby. Um, <laughs> Uh, about too soon. Um, but yeah, about saving her, really good. So yeah, I, I I can understand you putting that as a runner-up. Where do you want to go next? Platform. Okay. I've, Platform I've, games. I've um, I'm guessing the majority of the Mario games are going to be in here, but there is yeah. also one that I think will win this for me. Um, but I'm interested to see what you've put in here. Yeah, I think I know it. So uh, before you speak, uh, before. So first I'll reel off the names. Yep. And then um, I'm going to guess what you're going to go for. Yep. Um, okay, platforms. Super Mario Galaxy. Yep. Super Mario Galaxy 2. Super Mario Odyssey. Little Big Planet. Remember that game? I do. <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> Super Mario Advance 4. Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, nice long title. Super Mario 64. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Super Mario 3D World, and finally, the curveball, Celeste. Okay, and what do you think I'm going to go for? It's between Mario 3D World and Celeste. Um, I think you're going to go for 3D World, but I think Celeste will be a runner-up. No, it would be Celeste. Um, okay. That it's a devilishly hard game. It was down game. to those two, wasn't it? Sorry. It was down to those two, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, I'd say so. Um. You know, I don't think anyone's surprised. That I'm not going to make Mario 64 my number one in this category. 
Um, I'm shocked. Everyone's shocked. If if you're a betting person, you've lost money on that, I imagine. Um, but no, Celeste it is a frustrating game and it's hard. But we we've done a hundred and. I don't know, 110 episodes now, and we've done 99 of the original 100 games as well as additionals. And out of all those episodes, there are games that I've really enjoyed talking about, but I think Celeste is one of my favourite episodes that we've done. I think because we touched on quite a lot of things that we don't normally talk about, and, you know, Celeste is so heavily linked with uh, mental health and you know, being open and talking about these things is something that I'm quite passionate about. And I really liked where talking about that game took us because, like I say, it isn't something that we've really spoken about before. Um, but just because we had a good conversation about it doesn't mean that's the reason that it's on, you know, is my number one in this category. Um, I think it's a very tight game. I think it's a very fair game. It's a hard game, but I think the writing's very good. The themes are very good. And also what you walk away with at the end of it, like really making you think um, was good. So yeah, Celeste wins that for me. And then 3D World Mario is my runner up just because um, I, I think that's the best Mario game um, that we've played. Followed followed closely by Odyssey. I, I liked Odyssey, but yeah, 3D World Clinch is the runner up position for me. What do you have to and, say? Um, what do you think I'm going to say? Um... Maybe Mario Galaxy. Uh, um, or 64. No. So, I think I've made it no secret that I'm not as big a fan of the Mario games as I am of the Zelda games. Yeah. Um, so, my winner is also Celeste. Okay. I'd played Celeste before, and... I remember very clearly the first time I played it, played it in Vietnam, um, saw some of the rave reviews. Still feel like that game's a bit um, underrated. Yeah. Because not many people talk about it now. No. It's a special game. And it plays really well. The The challenge is just right. The The way that the story um, and the, the, the challenge of the game line up is just perfect. Um the uh, art style the music just yeah it's, it's uh, quite a quite an experience and there are very few games that it, I'm, I'm referring again to this this idea that everything lines up you've got the, the quite literally Celeste is climbing a mountain you've got the challenge which is ramping up you've got um, the fact that she in her own life is trying to overcome her mental health her anxiety isn't it yeah um everything just ramps up perfectly and it's just a, a special little game my runner-up is, is a mario game um it would be mario galaxy yeah but yeah um i think it's purely because I, i'm not necessarily saying it's it's um objectively better than all the mario games because it's just your favourite. Yeah, I don't know if I could make that argument. But yeah, it's the one that touched me um, most deeply in the same way that I think it did for you. Yeah, I, I liked Galaxy. It was... Um... Oh, what, Celeste? Oh, no, yes, yeah, Celeste, yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I put... Um, 
I always put Celeste very close to what remains of Edith Finch for some reason. Obviously, they're totally different genres of game. Um, but what remains of Edith Finch, I, I kind of hold in a similar regard to Celeste, you know? Yeah, that that game, I think, didn't vibe with me as much. But yes, yeah, so Did you finish it? Did. Yeah, finished mm. it. Um, Maybe we'll talk about that game one day. Yeah, I think I'd heard lots of things about what remains of Edith, maybe maybe a bit like Bioshock for you. Mm. I'd heard lots of things about it before I played it. And you were expecting it to be more than what it was. Yeah, I went in and um, it's not a bad game. I didn't dislike it, but it. I read some things, uh, I read some articles by people that, um, that really, it really resonated with them. It just didn't resonate with me to that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, okay, I'm going to pick the next strategy. I just gave that away. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make the next strategy. Choice. I'm going to pick the next genre. Strategy. Um, okay, so what have we got in here? We've got six games. Okay. Uh, Company of Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Star... Whatever it was called. Starcraft. Yeah, Starcraft. Kings of Liberty. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of the other ones. Um, Sid Meier's Civilization. Of course, II. Sid Meier's Civilization Four. Mm-hmm. Your favorite game ever, Dwarf Fortress. Yep, love that. Um, and this one, I don't really know where it goes, but I think there are elements of strategy in there, but it doesn't fit neatly into a genre, so I put it here. Minecraft. I'd I'd have put Minecraft in sandbox. It's not quite the same as the other games in the sandbox genre. Well, no, and, and, and these are the rules and this is the list, so we will abide by. You'll see when we come to the sandbox genre, there, there's, a, there's a, yeah. a line through them. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say Minecraft wins it, uh, followed by Company of Heroes. Um, I, th- I, I really like Company of Heroes compared to the other games that we did in this uh, genre. Um, I, don't, I don't think I played a load of it, but I played enough to have an opinion. Uh, and that game stood out from the others. Like I didn't really vibe with StarCraft, and Dwarf Fortress was a bit meh. So that would be my... But yeah, Minecraft is Minecraft, isn't it? Um, and I think that if I was maybe born 15 years later than 1991, Minecraft would probably have controlled my life in some way for quite a long time. Um, yeah. I'm just not really the right age for Minecraft. Um, but it is fantastic in the the openness and the the the, the I don't know the the scale of it is just it's endless, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I'd say Minecraft wins it, and I, I I don't think our episode of Minecraft we really did it justice as to how big that game is. No, we didn't. No, but yeah, that was a, that was a redo episode. That was a game. That was an episode that yeah, we get a few here and there that you don't feel like you've done justice. Yeah. One. What are yours? Um. I'm going to echo what you said. I don't really have much interest in this genre, but I did enjoy Company of Heroes, and I I put more time into Minecraft than I have any of these other games on, on the strategy list. Mm. I know it's not purely strategy. Um, it's sort of a construction sim in a way, isn't it? And yeah. That was the element that I really enjoyed, just building stuff and... Maybe if I was younger, I'd have carried on with that. But yeah, I, I I just got to the point where I thought I'm just spending too long building this thing now, so I'm going to stop playing. Understandable. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about strategy, to be honest. Fair enough. Minecraft wins. All right. So your pick next. Um, go racing. Okay. So in the racing genre, we have Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 3, A-Spec, Burnout 3, Takedown. I've, again, I mean, there, there is a racing, you, you do do racing in that game, but mm-hmm. it's also a yeah. crash simulator. Um, and Gran Turismo 2. Um, probably uh, Takedown, uh, most fun, because there's you know a lot of different gameplay things that you can do with it i think um i can't because this this wasn't an earlier early game but it was you know it was relatively early on and i yeah, think yeah it was like the first 25 ish yeah and i think i struggled to play this on my ps2 um yeah if memory serves me but no that is a fun game um and the only reason i choose that over the the gt games is just because gran turismo is gran turismo it's just a driving racing game yeah. whereas takedown had a bit more about it which i enjoyed a bit more um, so runner-up will probably be Gran Turismo 3, um, but yeah. takedown would win it for me. What do you think? Yeah, it's an easy win for me. I, I really like Burnout 3 takedown. Um, I've got fond memories of playing it at the time, and I really enjoyed playing it again. Um, I was doing all the uh, the crash events, and that was a load of fun. And uh, I even considered buying Burnout Revenge, which was the successor mm. to Burnout 3 takedown. Yeah, I really like this game, and to me, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer. In terms of the Gran Turismo games, I because we had three of them on the list, and every time we got to the next one, I thought, well, maybe this is the one that's going to grab me, um, and it never did. Yeah. So the only Gran Turismo game that's grabbed me, I, I mentioned this a few times uh, over the course of the Gran Turismo episodes, is Gran Turismo 5 Prologue. That's the only Gran Turismo game I got into, and... None of these got me. So, yeah, easy win for Burnout 3, followed by Gran Turismo as the runner-up. Yep. Gran Turismo 3, sorry. Yeah. Um, All right, next. Let's go to Sandbox. Let's. What's going to be in Sandbox? I don't know. (laughs) I've got literally no idea what you'll have put in here, so I'm intrigued. Sandbox is your rock star category, basically. So... Every single thing in this category is Rockstar. Right, okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, I suppose is a problem right there, really. But The Rockstar uh, genre. It is, basically. Grand Theft Auto 4. Red Dead Redemption 2. Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 3. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Is the next one going to be Grand Theft Auto? Red Dead Redemption. Ah! Grand Theft Auto, Chinatown Wars. Wow. I, t- to be honest with you, when you said Rockstar, I immediately thought of Grand Theft Auto, but I'd forgotten Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh, so when well, you said Red I Dead, then I was like, oh yeah, obviously. Because there's only going to be Red Dead in there, so I thought, well, it's got to have some competition. Yeah. Um, a pr- pr- pretty easy choice for me. Red Dead Redemption 2 wins, and funnily enough, I've been watching a load of Red Dead 2 videos over the past kind of week uh, and I'm really really keen to play it again um, that was that was one of our longer episodes that was one of our longest I think that we've ever done I think it was the longest apart from the Golden uh, ranking episodes oh really 
because we um yeah we did two uh, two out we did two parts yeah we split it into two um i think golden eye was about an hour and 40 an hour and 50 mm, something like that i'm going to look it up actually while you speak in a minute how long golden eye was but um yeah red dead 2 is so good like it, it it's cursed by its own um you know realism in parts i think but the the story of arthur morgan and his journey and his transition as a character um, after, again, spoilers, after he finds out he's got t- uh, tuberculosis. And if you're playing the game as the narration wants you to play it, him trying to become a better man uh, before he before he, he dies is just fantastic. The open world's amazing. Uh, the amount of stuff you can do in that game is fantastic. And it looks beautiful as well. Uh, this, this is a 2018 game that still looks fantastic by today's standards. Um so Red Dead Redemption 2 is an easy winner for me, followed probably uh, because this is just our opinion and not trying to be subject- subjective. Subjective. Um, is Chinatown Wars? Uh, no, it's not Chinatown Wars, funnily enough, uh, but I imagine that will probably be your favourite. Um, it's um, Vice City, uh, just because I love that game. Uh, it's the one that I think about most when I think about Grand Theft Auto, um, followed closely after that by maybe GTA 3. Uh, but not because I like GTA 3, just because nostalgia. But yeah, Red Dead 2 and then Vice City. What about you? Um, as I said, this is a favourites list rather than a grading list. So I'm going for my favourite of those games, which is San Andreas. Mm. And I would put Red Dead 2 in 2 as a runner-up. But yeah, I mean, there is nostalgia in there. I also think... If you take away some of the clunky control elements of San Andreas, which are definitely there, the atmosphere and the moments that you can have in that game are still pretty special. Um, I described driving along in the countryside um, with the rain beating down and and the radio playing, and it's still awesome. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's my choice. I think I've soured a bit on on Rockstar, to be honest, in, in recent probably five ten years yeah i get that that their their game design become very samey so i'll be interested to see what they do with gta 6 Um, yeah and obviously they haven't released a a gta since 2013 2012 2013 yeah um yeah golden eye was an hour 43 minutes and red dead redemption 2 was the first part was 54 minutes and the second part was an hour and nine minutes so yeah that that's our longest episode like game one uh i think uh funny though because it feels like goldeneye was a much longer episode because uh, we talked about that one quite in depth but yes we did but we were also uh, running the gamut for bond stuff as well which was fun mm. i really enjoyed the goldeneye episode yeah i've been playing that again recently on game pass have you yeah so it's on game pass on xbox yeah it's, it's on the nintendo's um online service as well mm, which is that they've done something weird with that because i think it's you you can only play online on switch um and yeah. on xbox you, you can play split screen but you can't play online which makes no sense to me other than companies doing yeah i didn't quite get that no. yeah but alas onwards we go all right um so what we've got left are action adventure Action. First person shooter. Fighting. Stealth. Japanese role playing. 
race oh no done racing uh extreme sports that's that's the categories we've got left what's your next pick fps okay this is a big one um okay so we've got let me count how many games we've got here quite a few 15 games in here okay interesting well, i mean we'll have all the cod games and stuff in here but what else have we got we've got perfect arc um next game it is an fps but it doesn't quite fit with the other ones which is metroid prime um halo combat evolved half-life 2 bioshock again it's more of an immersive mm. sim but it's also yeah. an fps um goldeneye 007 team fortress 2 uh again more of a multiplayer but still an fps yeah still an fps i didn't want to have a multiplayer genre um Half-Life, Halo 2, Bioshock Infinite, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Quake, Halo 3, and Unreal Tournament 2004. Yeah, that is a lot of games. Um, I think your answer is going to be quite vastly different from mine. Um, My number one is Modern Warfare 2, uh, just because I spent so many hours of my mid to late teens playing that game with friends and playing online um you know it's etched into my brain as i think as as any kind of gamer our age would say um and plus i really i think the story in that game is really decent as well um and the maps and yeah modern warfare 2 is a classic uh, and i would say that would be uh having a runner-up of uh, between goldeneye and halo 3 um, but I'd probably have to say Goldeneye. I really enjoyed uh, playing Halo 3 and I really enjoyed the multiplayer stuff that we did with that, uh, which has kind of pushed me to be like, yeah, that could be it. But no, I think it would be Goldeneye just because of um, the amount of time that I played that game as a kid and how good it still is now. Um, so yeah, Modern Warfare 2 and Goldeneye. This is a hard one. Um, I think you're going to say Bioshock. I'm not because... It's not my favourite Bioshock game. Okay. So Bioshock 2 is my Bioshock favourite Bioshock game. I like Bioshock, but there's there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, I don't know if I, I really expressed how much I like this game in the episode. I don't really remember the episode that well, which is a bit odd. But I remember playing it again recently. So I think I'm going to go for Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being... It's like Goldeneye, but better. it plays better. Yeah, yeah. Um, it lacks the Bond license, but it's also prime rare. It's that golden era. They're also first-person shooters of a style that you don't get anymore. Yes, definitely. I, I can't remember how many times I've mentioned this juggling mechanic that you have in Goldeneye, where you shoot an enemy and you'll stagger them. And then you can shoot another enemy and you'll stagger them and you can go back to the first enemy and shoot them. And this kind of juggling that you do is strategic and you don't really see that very often in shooters. And I really like that. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Perfect Dark. And I think the refinements they made to the story and the two-player co-op and the multiplayer with bots, just some really good improvements. As for number two... I think I'm going to go for Modern Warfare 2. Um, I had a great time playing that when it first came out. I mentioned how fond I was of that game as well. Um, 
the spec ops mode yeah and the single player and the multiplayer I, I, I spent countless hours in that game so yeah for that reason alone I think it's number two as, as the runner up yeah I feel that I feel that um Golden Eye would be number three. Yeah, probably. of course. <laughs> I'm going to go for fighting, your favourite genre. Yeah. <laughs> What's in our fighting genre? We've got seven games. Uh, Tekken 3, Virtual Fighter 4, uh, th- yep. the Street Fighter games. I can't remember what numbers they yep, are. Two, Street Fighter Alpha 3 and Street Fighter 4. Soul Calibur. Yep. Uh... Smash Brothers? Oh, and Street... Street Fighter... Oh, I've got Street Fighter 4 twice. I don't know how I've done that. Uh, yeah, and I, chuck, I did chuck Smash Bros in there because... Um, Smash Bros Brawl because... Uh, it doesn't... It's it's not... It's a... They call it like a platform fighter. I yeah, think, but it, like it is a fighter. Yeah. It's, it's not an fighter. arcade fighter like the others, but it's a fighter. No, it's not like the other. It's not It's not an arena fighter in no. the same way. Um, so, yeah... Where are you going with this one? Um, Virtual Fighter 4 as my number one. I mentioned it in that episode and I've mentioned it numerous times that Virtual Fighter 4 was the game that I got with my PS2 uh, when I got it in like, I don't know, 2001, 2002, whenever it was. Um, and for a long time, that was the only game I had. So I, I played it quite a lot and was blown away by the graphics of it compared to what the PS1 could do. Um so that takes it mostly from nostalgia's point of view, I think, and from childhood. Uh, and then probably followed by Smash Bros. Um, I think I mentioned in that episode that Smash Bros. Brawl wasn't really a game I was that familiar with. Growing up, I played quite a lot of um, the GameCube, Smash Bros. Melee. Um, but Smash Bros. is Smash Bros., isn't it? So it's always a good laugh. But yeah, Virtual Fighter 4 and then Smash Bros. What about you, I'm going for Soul Calibur as number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed. I didn't complete it by any means, but I really enjoyed it, that game, and it's a game that I'd probably go back to. And I'd follow that up with uh, as a runner-up, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Um, not a lot of these fighting games did much for me, but those two were enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Um, that's my Forrest Gump impression. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to take over now with picking the categories just as we ramp up. Yeah, that's finally. fine. So, we're going to go next to Extreme Sports. Okay. Um, what do you think we've got in here? Uh, the Pro Skater Games, SSX. Yep. yep. Uh, Jet One. Grind Radio. Yes, that's it. So we've got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, Jet Grind Radio and SSX. So where are you going? Pro Skater 3 wins. Um, that's the game that I played the most of as a teenager. I love the music in that game. I love the the maps. Uh, I did kind of screw myself over when we came to doing it for the podcast because uh, although I played it on the PS2 a load when I was a teenager, for some reason when we reviewed it, well, talked about it for this list, I played it on the PS1. Um, which was not a good shout, but we live and learn. Um, but yeah, Pro Skater 3 wins that for me, probably followed by Pro Skater 2. Um, and particularly playing Pro Skater through Pro Skater 3? Pro Skater 2 on the um, the re the remake that was... Dreamcast. Um, 
that was done. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah um, was really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Pro Skater Three and Pro Skater Two. What about you? I think you're going to yeah, say SSX same. as one of them. No. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I liked SSX. I, I liked Jet Ground Radio, but it was quite frustrating. Mm. I like all of these games, unlike the other sports genre. Um, this one, I can always get behind extreme sports because they're always a bit wackier. They're always a bit more arcadey. Um, but yeah, number three, followed by number two. I had a great time with both of them replaying them. Got nostalgia for them. Great soundtracks. Just fun to play. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 was a bit of a disappointment because it changed some of the stuff that I really liked about 3 and 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I've got to say about it, really. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, some of these genres are a bit... They're not nothing genres, but it's stuff that we don't have as much to talk about, you know? Yeah, and, and it doesn't it doesn't really fit in the sports genre. No. Because they're not sports, really. But, yeah. Well, like, they are, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Um, on to our action genre. So we've got five games here, all fairly similar, but they could have also gone in other genres. Is it the Zelda so, games? Um, no. Um, I'll, I'll name the first one and see if you can get the other ones from that. Um, Devil May Cry. Um, I don't know. Devil May Cry, no, tell me. So we've also got Ninja Gaiden Black. Oh, of course. The original God of War. Yep. Hades, because Hades, I, I suppose I could have put it in RPG, but... No, Hades is a roguelike, but it's the only roguelike that yeah, we've got on the list, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only yeah. roguelike, isn't it? So, yeah, I stuck it here instead, because the action genre, I thought, well, it's sort of an action genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, God of War 2, that, so it's, they're, they're what's on the action list, five games. What was the first one you said? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 DMC and Ninja Gaiden. Um, Hades would probably win it for me. Uh, I thought Hades was pretty good. Um, like it, it's a very good looking game. It functions really well. Uh, the characters are really cool. Um, yeah, like Hades was was good time. Hard, and I didn't complete it, but it was it was a good time. Uh, so Hades wins that, and I guess the first God of War would probably be the runner up for me. Um, to be honest, all the games that you've listed in this category, other than Hades, not for you. No, not really. Like I really didn't enjoy DMC um, or Ninja I Gaiden. Love that. No, uh, funnily enough, no. Um, but yeah, H- Hades and then God of War one. What about you? I think you're going to say God of War um, two, and I think you're going to say Ninja Gaiden Black. Correct. What order? Uh, God of War two wins, and Ninja Gaiden's a runner-up. Yeah, correct. Yes. I I really like God of War 2. Um and and there's so we've got the other God of War games come but it's in a different genre and I think that's right really because I did mention it in the episodes. These games are quite different from the new ones. Um so I thought they fit more nicely in yeah. this, in this genre. They're quite close to uh, Devil May Cry without the combos. Although can't remember. I don't think they. I don't think they have. No, they do have combos. I'm wrong. Um, so they do have combos, but yeah, there's 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 something they don't have. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have the ranking at the end. I, I think that's why. That's what I mean. Mm. They don't have the ranking at the end of the uh, chapters. Yeah. So, um, I really like God of War 2. I think the set pieces in that game are amazing. Um, 
the Colossus of Rhodes, um, the, the four horses of the, the, the four horsemen ship thing. Um, yes. That, that one, that was good. Uh, and, and I really like Ninja Gaiden Black as well. It's a challenging game. Um, but once it gets its claws in you, I think it's really quite enjoyable. It mostly did my head in. Um, yes. But I, I, I can understand why you'd put it there, why, why you'd have it as a runner-up. And it's and it's quite unique as well. Yeah, it is. And and uh, everything else. Mm. So yes. All right. We have left Japanese role playing games, stealth games, and action adventure. Um, have we not done Western RPGs? Yeah, we did them. Um, did it early on Mass Effect? Oh, of course, Skyrim. of course, of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> We're gonna do. Uh, Japanese role-playing games. Yeah. Got four of them. What are they going to be? I can think of three. Uh, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 Royal, and Final Fantasy 9. I can't think about what the fourth is. Yeah. Chrono Cross. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, this would be a hard one for me because I really like Final Fantasy 9 and coming into it, the the three Final Fantasy games that came out on the PS1 at the time, Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9, um, I... I've got a lot of love for all three of them. Um, but obviously, because I talk about it quite often, the we, we, we played a game that kind of stole it for me, um, which was Persona 5 Royal. Uh, and I've got a hankering to play that again now as well. Uh, but I don't think I've got the time to put into another playthrough because it will take my entire life. So I would say Persona 5 Royal wins out in this category for me, followed by Final Fantasy 9. As much as I enjoyed Persona 4 Golden, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy 9 uh, hits the runner-up position. And very similar to how I recorded The Last of Us Part 2, I think when we recorded Final Fantasy 9, in fact, you'd finished yeah. it like the morning that we recorded, didn't you? I finished it about half an hour. Yeah, I remember. You, you were a bit, uh, you're a bit Final Fantasy'd out, weren't you? I was completely after that game. Um, yeah, and, and I don't think it landed well, partly because of that, partly because I, I don't know something about that game just just I don't didn't didn't click with me. Um, so, for me, the the only games that really click with me out of these four are five Persona Five and Persona Four. Um, I would say Persona Five is the better game. Um, I think Persona Four does do some things better, as we discussed very recently in the episode. But I think Persona 5 edges it for me. Yeah. So yeah, 5 then 4. Bloody lovely. If if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Persona, go and listen to that episode. Quite. Those episodes. Yes, those episodes, correct. Maybe we'll go to Persona 3 at some point. Maybe. I think they're doing a remaster well, of it. There's a remake. There's, yeah. I think they're doing a remake for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it will appear. Perhaps. Um, the stealth genre... Now, the reason I'm going to this one next is because there's only two franchises represented in Splinter Cell and Metal Gear, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what we've got is Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Metal Gear Solid. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Metal Gear Solid 3, Subsistence. Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. And Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell pandora tomorrow um we, we mentioned earlier that we 
we sometimes go into episodes and we 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 feel that we haven't done a good job talking about certain games and i think that we both were in fact i think we mentioned it on the very next episode no um because we did mgs3 and then we took a break didn't we and then we came back immediately with mgs4 mgs1 oh yeah 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 um and I remember us saying at the time, I think we mentioned it on the MGS4 episode, that we really wanted to do MGS3 justice, but we don't feel like we did. Uh, some, sometimes yeah. when you record, you you kind of miss the mark a little bit and we walk away feeling like uh, that, that wasn't a particularly great episode. And I think that we both felt that when we talked about MGS3, which is a shame because yeah. MGS3 is a favourite game for both of us. Um, so out, out of these games, I'd say MGS3 probably takes the top position for me. Um, just because I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is a fantastic game. I'm very cautious about this remake that Konami are doing. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about it. But yeah, MGS3, brilliant game. Uh, so good, again, in my top 10. And the runner-up would be Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, just because, A, it's a great game, good story, um, and there's just something so nostalgic about that game for me. Uh, I think I mentioned it in the episode. I remember, you know, when I was young, walking with my dad, him having a PlayStation magazine and saying, oh, we can play the demo of this new game, Metal Gear Solid, which was just the docks at the start. Um, but yeah, that game is has got a very special place in my heart. So top position number three, runner-up position, the original Metal Gear Solid. What about you? Yeah, MGS3 is going top. Um, I think I know what your no runner-up is going to be mind. as well. Well, I was thinking about the runner-up because, objectively, I think MGS1 is the second best. But if you asked me which game I'd want to play tomorrow, um, based on the recent playthrough that we had and how much I enjoyed it, was it would be MGS4. Okay. Um, and Chaos Theory's up there as well. But, yeah, games that I have a hankering to play right now uh, in the mood that I'm in... It'll be three, then four. Yeah. So, yeah. I had to think about that one a bit, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah you, I, you've I, got and, a lot of love for MGS4 as well. Um, yeah, I do. Which you so say, yeah, that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, and and you talked about the MGS3 episode. I don't really remember it that well, which um, kind of suggests that maybe we didn't do it justice, but... MGS4, I was really quite happy with the episode that we put out on that one. I yeah, I think like, that was a good episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and I remember that one quite fondly. That that whole period. And sometimes it's tied to the period in your life when you're playing it. I just had a lot of time mm. to play MGS4 and I just played through slowly and I just enjoyed it. And that kicks um, off the latter 50 of our list as well, MGS4. It did. It did. So we had a bit of a break beforehand, didn't yeah. we? Um, Alright, so on to our not our biggest genre because the, the first person shooters were, but onto the action adventure genre, probably the broadest genre in a way. Zelda's um, in here. Zelda is yes. in here, um, but we've also got some other yeah. entries in there as well. Um, <laughs> where to start with this? Ocarina of Time, uh, Breath of the Wild, Batman Arkham City. Oh, wow. Twilight Princess, you forgot about that game, mm, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That was an early one as well. Um, the Wind Waker. <laughs> the original Legend of Zelda. Excellent. That's your number one. Um, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Uh, a Link to the Past, Majora's Mask. 
and God of War. Do you think that there's a uh, a couple of game series in this list that's overrepresented a little bit? Yeah, we've got the Rock Stars and we've got <laughs> the Rock got Stars, the MGS, and, and Zelda and Mario, <laughs> and and yeah, MGS as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's there a lot. So, mm, do, do do you want to start with this one? Because yeah, your two, two, your two favourite games of all time are in this uh, in this category, so I imagine you've got a bit to say. Yeah, this is an easy one for me, and I still I, I flip flop with this, mm. but um, I, I'm recently I'm coming down on the side of Majora's Mask, so I think Majora's Mask is number one for me, and the runner up would be Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, I was I was very happy with the Majora's Mask episode that we did, and I thought the Breath of the Wild episode was was very good as well. Um, things like Arkham City, they're good games, but they're just not quite there. They're not quite on that level. No, I, I'd probably put. It's hard because I really, really enjoyed Majora's Mask a lot. But the one thing that I liked about Breath of the Wild over the other Zelda games was the the removal of like the dungeons or the classic yeah. dungeons. And for me, the story in Majora's Mask and the atmosphere and everything about it was perfect. The only thing I didn't like about Majora's Mask was the fact that it was a Zelda game. So, the dungeons. But everything else about that game was fantastic. Whereas Breath of the Wild, it was fantastic and it had removed the element of the Zelda games that I didn't like. And I mentioned that in the, the Breath of the Wild episode. Um... So, uh, I'm going to say Majora's Mask in first position um, because I did really enjoy that game and just the darkness of it. It was, it was brilliant. And Curveball, I'm going to say my runner-up is God of War. I knew, I knew that that would be left somewhere for you. Mm, yeah, I, I enjoyed that, and you know, I, I've still not completed Breath of the Wild. And I'm having a really good time uh, with it. I've not played it for about a week or two now. Um, but I am going to go back and finish it. Um, but yeah, God of War was just a little bit different for me. And Yeah, and it's nice to have a bit of representation, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So yes, I'd say Majora's Mask first and then God of War second. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, when I, when I think about Majora's Mask, it's just so special and it shouldn't have happened, really. It was, it was, yeah. All the odds were against it and it was released in such a short time period and it was everything... Because in the same way that Breath of the Wild is anti-Zelda and, and in some ways, which it is, Majora's Mask is a mature, deep Zelda game with a story, with, with, with music that's haunting and just a... A game that gets under your skin. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Weird game. Mm. Um, okay. That's it. Oh, is that that's, it? Uh, that's our genre episode. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Were you expecting any other genres to make an appearance? No, but it just doesn't seem like we've just discussed over a hundred games in less than, uh, well, just over an hour. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were moving at quite a pace and I think... We, we just discussed these games in more detail for our grading episodes, some of them. So we, we went into more detail there. And mm. 
this the purpose of this episode wasn't to do that it was to say which is the um which is the best in each genre yeah that kind of does it we may do another one of these when we've uh, made some progress in the in the open critic list but yeah and i mean we, we've still got three games left uh, that have been added into the the metacritic top 100 in the last two years as well as half-life yeah. alex at some point but um we've still got uh house in fata morgana um god of war ragnarok and elden ring so maybe we'll include those on a future list. I've been watching quite a few Elden Ring videos over the last few days. I'm looking forward to getting yeah, back I into that. Yeah, I watched one the other day. Um, yeah. I think I'm probably going to restart the game, though, because I've forgotten how to play it, and I think I'm going to try and do a better build this time because I went into it completely blind with no idea as to what I was doing when I started it at Christmas. So, yes. yeah, we'll see about that. But we've got an episode coming up next week, haven't we? Uh, so I was going to say we've done three in a row. And I am making progress with this game. I don't know if you started it yet. Nope. It's a long game. I'm going to be um, playing it on Steam, I think, just because it's cheaper. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll take a break next week. We'll come back with House in Fata Morgana. The week after that, we will do Elden Ring, um, which means we'll be playing both in the background. And then after that, um, we said we're going to do Ragnarok at a later date. Half-Life Alex when we can. Yeah. So we, we, we may be moving on after that to our own games. Um, exciting. Exciting times. Finally there, after all that time. I know. I think we're uh, I think we're both looking forward to that, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As usual, you can find us um, on social media with a Long and Short of It podcast. Uh, you can email us at longshortofitpodcast at hotmail.com. Um, please feel free to share, rate... Uh, all of the, the all of the normal stuff, as I say, as I yawn. <laughs> um, but yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will be back in two weeks with the house in Fata Morgana, and that is all for me. Anything from you? No, that's it from me. Lovely. Well, we'll see you next time for the house in Fata Morgana. In the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one. <laughs>